everybody. It's Allie. I'm just dropping in here to let you know that you might see a few more um, mini-sodes than usual between some of our episodes. Normally we release mini-sodes like at the end of a season or when it's a holiday weekend, um, but Sage and I just have some busy things going on in our personal life, so you might see a few more mini-sodes in between um, each episode for season three, um, but we have a lot of them recorded. Uh, just wanted to let you know, and then we should be back to our regular scheduled programming very, very soon. Uh, but I just wanted to let you know, if you see more minisodes and you're concerned, nothing's wrong. We're just um, a little bit busy right now, but we wanted to give you guys content as well. So I hope everybody has a great rest of their week. Um, and we'll, we'll talk, we'll talk soon. Um, if you'd like to write to us in the meantime, um, please write to us uh, at Gmail. It's this too much pod at gmail.com, or you can slide into our DMS at this too much pod on Instagram. Thanks everybody. Have a great week. Bye. Hi everybody. This is Allie. And this is Sage. And this is us on the This Too Much podcast. Yay! It only took four tries to get that out. <laughs> yeah, since this is like kind of like a more serious episode, which you would know like if you'd watched this episode ahead of time, which I'd hope you did, um, you would know that like this episode is like a little bit more serious and we just could not get our acts together. Like we were laughing and all over the place, so... We calmed ourselves down so that we could have some serious discussions about this yeah. beautiful episode, in my opinion. It is beautiful. It's ugh. heavy. It's heavy. It's so heavy and it hurts my whole being. Yeah, me too. I had a rough time watching. Like, I very much enjoy it. But, like, I remember thinking, like, watching this season the first time, like, the whole after I got done, I was like, I don't know if I can ever watch that again, because yeah. when things are so heavy like that, it's hard. Like it's beautiful, but like, you're like, I don't ever need to see it again. Yeah. I think for me too, like something that I feel about this episode is that like, this is a very like personal, I think episode to me. Yeah. Um, my maternal grandfather was actually drafted into Vietnam and then my paternal grandfather enlisted so I like to me this is just like very personal um so yeah yeah I know I I don't think I feel like my grandparents were in Korea not Vietnam but like that would make sense because you're younger than like your whole family's younger than my family but um with that, would you like to give us a sage synopsis? Synopsis? Sure. Um, so the synopsis this week for season three, episode four, entitled Vietnam, says a young Jack makes a decision that will impact the course of his life. Yes, yes, yes. That's pretty accurate. Yeah. Considering I also feel like this episode is a little bit different for you and I because we normally go like flashback or scene by scene. This is a little bit probably more challenging for you and I because it's just kind of like one long take I guess yeah you know um but we open up the show Mm -hmm. opens up um and this song is playing that I loved so I shazammed it um it's darkness darkness by the young bloods 
Hmm, which I believe okay. the show has used the Youngbloods music before for something else. I just can't remember what it was. Um, but we open with Jack. He's in a helicopter. He's being flown to a base. Mm-hmm. Um, and we see somebody pouring what we can assume is gasoline in these barrels. At first, I wasn't sure until yeah. I until the cigarette thing. But um, And then we hear Jack says, hey, little brother. Mm-hmm. And Jack's face... It's like, so I think his face is so telling because I feel like this is not the person he knows. Yeah. You know? Yep. So then we get like a little three weeks earlier. Right. Um, And Jack is walking through like some, the jungle basically in Vietnam. And he's talking to this guy um, and they mention like, 90 more days and so then they're kind of like walking through and they come up like on a field mine and like they set it off and then you see them like a little bit later that evening and Jack's like clearly like in charge of this group of men because he kind of like yells at them and he's like stop messing around um and as he's like telling them this like somebody steps on a field mine and dies um And then all of a sudden, they're, like, in an active combat zone. Yes. Can I tell you, this whole scene, I, like, held my breath the whole time. And I think, this is why I love the show, because I think, and I've never been in war, so I absolutely have no idea. But I assume, like, we see Jack and Robinson is who he's talking to, which we can assume is the man that Kevin sent a letter to in the last episode. But... He's like talking to him about baseball and about Robert Clemente, which if you know anything about the Pittsburgh Pirates, like huge deal. But they're talking about baseball as they're like going through the jungle. Yeah. And I think it's just to like keep your sanity. Yeah. Like absolutely. I just think it's so sad. And I think in that part where they're attacked at night, like the screams are horrifying. Yeah. For a show. So like, I just put myself in this perspective and it like, ugh, so yeah. awful. like, it's just, it was the first like 10 minutes of this episode were rough. Yeah. Um, so then we see that Robinson had got his leg shot. Um, and was it shot like, or did he step on a, a mine? I think he said like I was shot. Okay. Cause his foot is missing. Yeah. Um, and so he's asking for his leg and Jack gives it to him. Um, and then we see that the helicopter can finally come the next day. Um, and Jack's like, but guess what? Like no more 90 days. Like you get to go home. Like you're out of here. Like you don't have to wait. And Robinson says at this point, like, he says something about being scared to Jack and he don't says, have to pretend to not be scared. Yeah. And he's, and, and he says, um, what I thought was like interesting. Um, and I think just shows like, you know, you in like the situation, like these men were like, they felt like they really only had each other, you know? Yeah. He says something like, yeah, like I don't have 90 days anymore, but that's 90 less days that you have me to get through to get yes. you through this yeah I also love when he's like it's okay to pretend that you're it's okay to say that you're scared yeah. and, or don't pretend that you're not scared and then Jack says I've been pretending my whole life yeah um, and yeah 
I was going to say. And then, so this is when he holds Jack's face, like we've seen in flashbacks, Jack do to Randall so many times, like before. When I tell you that I started crying here because of this parallel and this moment, and then did not stop crying till the credits started rolling. Oh man, the truth. I I cried here too, but (laughs) get it together. No, I started. I cried here too, but then I I did get it together (laughs) for the rest of the. I wish I did. I wish I got it together for the rest of the time. Um. Um, and then, and then Jack, I said, this was obviously at this point, like after seeing that he lost his leg and everything, like this was obviously the man that Kevin had emailed. Right. And I think like, that's why in that episode, you saw that man was like, so like, I guess maybe shocked to be hearing from Jack's yes. son. Yeah. Because they did have such like a bond, you know? Yes. I think, so my dad was in the military. Um, he was stationed in Japan like in the eighties and he met, like, I think this just proves how strong your bond is with the people that are in your unit. Um, he met a really good friend. Um, and my brother's actually named after this person um, because they just had this bond like in the military, because again, you're, you're right. Like what, what Robinson says about like, you know, 90 days less with me, like, I don't know, just like that beautiful camaraderie. And then I kept thinking, like, he lost his leg. Obviously, like, that's tragic. I feel like also, though, it's like, would you feel relieved also that you're going home? I think most of them did feel that way. Like, yes. Like, I can't, I don't know. Yeah, obviously, you don't know. Because Vietnam is a war that was nobody's business and we shouldn't have been fighting, I think. Yeah. Well, and I think like so many people went into that war thinking like, I'm not coming home. Yeah. You know, and well, we my whole thing, later, you know, I think if a war has to have a draft, right, you probably shouldn't be fighting it. But that's just me. Um, so then we see that because Jack's unit was unit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, was men down and attacks that they're moving to chulai Mm -hmm. um and it's pretty close to where nikki is yep jack's brother it's a fishing town yep um they talk about the Viet Cong, Mm -hmm. um and how like some of the people in this village apparently it's like littered with Viet Cong sympathizers um and they're trying to quote unquote pacify the area whatever that means you know um, and then Jack's like, I guess, I think he's a sergeant. I wrote it down cause I didn't want to be disrespectful, but I can't remember. Um, but he yeah, says sorry. like this Chulai is a cushy detail. Yeah. And, um, yeah. So then yeah. they need to make a fence to keep the Viet Cong out basically. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of what I got from it too. It seems, I said, it seems like it's going to be a little bit of a safer place to be yeah but like they told jack and his ben like don't take it for granted because you know it's always dangerous but you know right it should be safer um and then at one point in time a little boy comes up with a fish 
That little boy is so cute. I could squish him. Yeah. Um, he comes up with the fish and the guy is, that soldier is awful to him and says some yeah. lures. Yep. Um, and Jack clearly, like that lady, calls her little boy back over. Mm-hmm. Do you think, and this is kind of like lighthearted compared to what we're talking to, do you think Jack finds this woman attractive? Like, is there a thing there? I think that they kind of maybe want you to think that. Yeah, I can't, and I can't remember what happens. Like, I do remember that. what happens, I, I think. I'm I think sure. I do too, but I can't exactly remember, so. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I know what happens, so. Yeah. Um, I don't love the sergeant either. And then a uh, song plays that I love called No Sugar Tonight by the Guess Who. Mm-hmm. Um, and we see that Jack, Jack asks if he can go see Nikki. Yep. Um, so then we get like a flashback and it says 14 months earlier. Yep. Um, and the mailman is bringing Jack's mom the mail. Sweet Joe um and she she when she's like walking outside she has a black eye yeah um what is it with nice mailmen on the show randall's mailman was very nice too you know um but we see that the letters from jack's brother and jack like walks in on his mom reading it and she's crying so then we see like jack reading it and we hear what the letter says in I think it's in Nikki's voice. Yes, it is in Nikki's voice. Yeah. And the letter's pretty bleak. The part that I love that Nikki writes, which I think is so interesting is when he says, they gave me an article 15, like I'm the danger and not this war. Yeah. That gave me goosebumps. Yeah, me too. Um, But he said he got in trouble for reckless endangerment. Um, and he says, I'm not, I know I'm not getting out here alive. I might even be dead already because this is like hell on earth. Yeah. Um, and then he said, I hope to see you again. Love, Nick. Yeah. It's really sad. It is very sad. I, very bleak. bleak. Yeah. yeah. I think once we learn more about Nikki, this season, like, I mean, I know it hits everybody hard and not like you have that personal connection, right? I guess when we figure out who Nikki is, he's kind of like a free like a free kind, like hippie, like he is like no, like no war. Yeah. And I remember watching this the first time and, and he's like quiet, like quiet, quiet and like soft spoken, like very sweet. Like he's very sweet. Yeah. I remember watching this and thinking like this would be, and this is such a like bleak thought, but I remember watching this and thinking, Oh my God, this would be like if Grant got drafted because Grant is, I mean, you guys have heard him, but he's just like very soft-spoken, very sweet. And I was like, this would, I mean, I think it obviously wrecks everybody mm-hmm. in one way or another because people like aren't meant to be seeing and handling things like this, right? But like, I think the draft thing is so messed up because you have no idea who yeah. you're drafting. Like someone like Nikki, like who wants nothing to do with it. Yeah. It's just very interesting. But yeah, this letter is so bleak. Um, Jack goes to their childhood bedroom and he's looking around and he sees Superman. Mm-hmm. And then we see Jack at the doctor getting a physical. Mm-hmm. Um, and the doctor is like, you know, um, just talking to Jack. And Jack's like, Nikki wanted to be a doctor. Did you know that? 
And the doctor was like, I didn't. And he's Jack's like, I just want, he's like, I just want, I, I need to go over there. He's over there. I need to be over there to protect him. So that's, I'm, I'm signing up for this war. Yeah. And And the doctor, that doctor is so cute when he's like, like morbidly cute when he's like, do a couple push-ups beforehand and take a couple deep breaths and they shouldn't notice your, your heart. heart Yeah. Um, this made me think too, I guess we can talk about it here. Um, I mentioned yeah. it later on, but we can, I think, talk about it here. So this is when we find out Jack has like some kind of heart condition. Yeah. Oh my God, Sage. Good observation. Which I think like, I don't know as though we necessarily ever completely get the full, like a hundred percent, like this is, but this could have like led to you know why jack like took the smoke inhalation so poorly yeah you know? no you're absolutely right that's so i, didn't I just like i that. noticed that yeah. yesterday when i was watching it yesterday in preparation yeah. I was like, wow like what a detail like yeah and i, I think do. it gets mentioned again maybe in like season six yeah briefly right um, but yeah this part this part I know they're like comparing Jack to Superman, but this part had a little bit of, I don't know if you've ever watched Captain America when he's like scrawny and he's just trying to like mm-hmm. get in and the doctors keep rejecting him and putting in like him in like class D or whatever it is. Yeah. And the doctor's like, Oh, you want to go fight and kill people? And he's like, no, I just don't like bullies and I don't care where they come from. Mm-hmm. And I think it just, I don't know. There's something so noble and like, doing like it's like the ultimate sacrifice of like maybe not coming back yeah well I think that's like the doctor kind of says that too because he says like you know I think that they're not going to be so worried about your heart they're going to want to check your head because nobody's enlisting for this thing yeah so if you're listening and you don't know anything about the Vietnam War I would definitely suggest like reading about it because it's yeah messed up I mean all war is messed up but yeah I don't know I think there are so many added layers to this and I know I said it last episode but like soldiers from Vietnam were treated so disgustingly and poorly and still are struck a lot of most vets that are homeless are from Vietnam yep because whatever went on over there which none of us really know I mean there's a lot of PTSD mm-hmm. just like I don't know it's, it's a lot yeah yeah, substance abuse. Um, it's just, I don't know. Yeah. It's so rough, but yeah. then we see Jack and he's at the garage with yep. Nikki. And we find yep. out that this is like the day of the draft. Um, yes, and Jack so says, your number is not going to come up. Um, like, you know, and Jack says, like, we'll go watch it at the bar tonight. I have a plan. Um, so we kind of find out like Jack knows that because of his like heart condition, he's not going to get drafted. Right. Um, and, and then he says, Nikki says my own personal Superman. Yep. So then we sweet. see Jack and Nikki are at home and they're getting ready to go downtown to watch it. And Nikki's mom says to him, you know, you were born lucky. Um. And she says, your birthday is going to be the very last number called. And then Jack says, then when they're down at the bar, he says, October 18th, you know, 
you got to be after like the 200s like birthday calls like I hear that they take like the first 200 birthdays called mm. yeah um, well and then I think it's weird like Jack's like I can't imagine this time period of like watching this and I his dad's like you're not watching it here and Jack's like it's not the Super Bowl like no right and this reminds me of like and it's so crazy to me that this actually happened that there was a draft but like it's a very Hunger Game-esque. Yeah. 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 I just can't imagine, like, living in that fear. Right. Every day. Like, was there a draft every day? Or was uh, it for like- the, I think it was for the year. Okay. Because they, they said, um, this is a random selection sequence for the year 1970. Okay. So, um. So then we find out that Nikki's birthday is the fifth one called. Yeah. Um, and Jack says that he knows a guy in Canada. So we'll get you set up there. Can I tell you the sweet moment where Jack kisses Nikki on the head was just like very adorable because that's such a sibling thing to do. And I don't yeah. know if it was in the script, but I just, it felt so like natural and organic to me. I just yeah. thought it was like a really sweet little moment. Yeah. So then we see Jack and Nikki get home and Jack's, their dad goes up to him and he says, make me proud son to Nikki. It's like real gross. Um, and then we see them getting ready to go on a quote unquote hunting trip. Yeah. Do you think your do you think his mom knows? Um... I don't know, to be honest. I couldn't decide. I feel like she has that mother's intuition, right? Like she knows something's up, right? Yeah, maybe. But I don't know. And then, so they're on their way to the hunting trip Mm -hmm. and Jack and him are just kind of talking. And Jack does say to him, it's not your job to fight his demons. You know that, right? Yeah. To Nikki. And they're talking about... um, they're talking about the dad, but Nikki has this like great part where he's talking about just life in general and all of this different stuff. And he just says, I wonder if everything would make sense if you looked at it in reverse, like if you started from the end. And yeah. I think that's very, I think that's interesting. Yeah. Um, and then this also Nikki kind of says like, you know, I read that if you go to Texas for two months, you can become a medic. Yeah. And then Jack says, medics still die, Nikki. Yeah. Very sad. Also, I think, I don't know where they're going in Canada, but Canada, for anybody who's not in Pennsylvania, is very, very, it's not very far away from Pennsylvania. Yeah. It's like four hours if they're going to Niagara Falls. So, right. I just thought that was interesting. Um, so then we see they go to a motel and J- Jack wakes up and he realizes that Nikki isn't there and he's taken off. Yeah. And the note says, thanks for always taking care of me, but it's my turn to save the day now. I love you, Superman. Love CK. Yeah. Um, and then we, we're at a way, way flashback. Mm-hmm. Um, and young Nikki and young Jack, who are so cute, by the way, um, are playing football. And mm-hmm. Jack accidentally hits Nikki in the glasses. I myself have done this to a sibling, so it's very easy to do accidentally. I feel for Jack in this moment. Um, And he breaks the glasses. And then 
Nikki's like, I hate my glasses. I hate them so much. And Jack's like, no, they make you look smart. You know, mm-hmm. you know who else wore glasses? Superman. And Nikki's like, Superman didn't wear glasses. He goes, but Clark Kent did. And he's a tough guy in disguise. And that's what you are. Yeah. Very sweet. Yeah. Um, and then we see that it's like the middle of the night and Nikki yeah. wakes up and hears their parents fighting. Also, why um, is Nikki wearing his glasses sleeping? <laughs> he was reading a book because he had like okay. the light on. He like must have fallen asleep reading. Okay. Which is like pretty on brand for this kid. Yes, it is. Um, so then we see like Jack's dad is obviously like abusing their mother. Right. Um, and Nikki comes down the stairs and says, like, leave her alone. Um and like Jack's dad kind of like picks a fight with him a little bit and is yeah. like, you know, like, oh, who are you like tough guy now? And then we see Jack come and he, get, he like gets in between his dad and Nikki. Right. And then his um, dad says, you three deserve each other. Yeah. I don't know why he thinks that's a slight because they do. Yeah. Like, I agree. Um, and then Jack's mom says it didn't used to be this way. Yeah. Um, and then she mentions like Jack's, this is when I like definitely noticed the whole smoke inhalation thing because Jack's like mom says like your heart is racing and he says like, it's always like this. It always beats fast. Yeah. I didn't even realize I wasn't thinking about the heart murmur thing at that point in time, but you're so <laughs> look at you catching it all. <laughs> um, and then we're at like a very, very flashback like from when Mm -hmm. jack's like i would say probably maybe two yeah um and we see jack's parents and jack's dad is lovely like Mm -hmm. this and this scene is so sad to me like i think it's so lovely but also it's just it's what could have been right and and it's also what jack is really like jack broke the cycle you know where jack's Mm -hmm. dad almost broke the cycle but um so the nurse says to Jack's mom, you're so lucky to have a baby on October 18th. Um, and then Jack's mom says, you know, my husband hopes I hold out to tomorrow. That's his dad's birthday. Um, and um, that's, I think that's it right there. Yeah. Right? The the nurse asks like, well, do you like his father? And like, Jack's mom is like, yeah, not really. And she's like, then we'll, then we'll make sure that he's born on October 18th. Yeah. This, this, this is a lot to take in, I think, because I think like this really hits you that like, you know, had Nikki been born like two minutes later, literally two minutes later, you you know, yeah, I think like, that's like what they were trying to really highlight here is like, they do a good job of it. Yeah, it's like everybody was like, you know. I think it's so sad because it's real. You know what I mean? Like, this isn't a made up story. This happened to lots of people. Like, so, but I did write, like, this scene is heartbreaking because he could have, like, Jack's dad was so close to breaking that family cycle, right? That's clear. That's clear when Jack's, or when Jack's dad's dad, so Jack's pap, like, comes to the hospital. Like, it's this, so clear. Yeah. It makes I, me even think about like Kevin too, you know, yes. like this, like definitely has like been passed down. Yes. Like their and, whole. 
Also, there's a lot of approval wanted from Jack's dad to his dad. And I feel that way about, I mean, I think Jack wanted that from his dad at mm. some point, you know, we can assume. And Kevin definitely wanted it from Jack. Right. So it's just really sad. But little Jack is so cute, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, um, so then Jack's pap comes, Jack's grandpa, and it's revealed like he goes to give, he goes to hand Jack's dad a flask and Jack's dad is like, you know, I don't drink. Like, right. which is why I think that the scene is so sad. Like what happened? Yeah. And when did it happen? Because yeah, Jack's two in this scene and Nikki's just being born, but it's not like they're that much older. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, you kind of realize that two more minutes later, Nikki wouldn't have been drafted. Um, And then you realize all those babies with Nikki are also drafted. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. It's very Um, heavy. It's it is super heavy. Sobering. Yeah. And then what I thought was like also kind of. Um, interesting in this is this is when we hear like Jack's dad tell him like that's your little brother like your only job is to look out for him it's the only thing that matters right and it's interesting because when they're going to the bar Jack's dad does say god forbid he watch out for himself once in a while yeah but that's also what Jack says about wanting to go over to Vietnam he says you know it's my only job to look out for him yeah so. This episode is so, like, it's so sobering. Like, I, I was agree. done and just stared at the blank TV for, like, yeah. five minutes in silence because I was like, this is heavy. Yeah, agreed. Um, And then we finished the episode the same way that we started. Yeah. Um, except for now. Yeah, except for now we see, like, Nikki's face. Yeah. And, he looks and you awful. can tell he's, yeah, not in a good place. Been through it, man. Do you have a favorite or least favorite? I have a, I think a favorite kind of, I, it sounds weird saying that it's like a favorite. Yeah, I get it though. But to me, like these favorites and least favorite, it's not my, I always judge it by like something I think is unnecessary and something I think was done really well. It doesn't necessarily mean like, I love that all those babies got drafted. Like, you know what I mean? That's not what I'm saying. (laughs) Yeah. And I, so that was actually my, my favorite part was the, draft at the bar because I think like they kept panning the whole like bar filled with all these men that are just like on the edge of their seats like waiting to find out cinematically I thought that that was very well done and beautiful agreed agreed I felt the same way I felt like it was like it's very sitting there yeah and it it like kind of it hits you so hard because it's like you know I think in this this show they show so much of like watching the Pittsburgh Steelers at bars and stuff and all the men like cheering and hooting and hollering and like this was a very similar scene but with a very different outcome and feeling to it and I just thought that was like it was done very well and it's very like humbling I think to like see and like the way that you feel yeah I don't even know like I know I keep saying this, but it's like really hard to put this episode into words because it's just like, 
yeah, people, absolutely. people lived this hell, whether you were there or like on the other side of it, like being drafted. I don't know. Like, yeah, that's just, it's a lot. Like it's a lot to take in. Agreed. Did um, you have a favorite moment? I didn't have a least favorite, but I guess it's so hard to pick. Cause I really like this whole episode. I think this whole episode is so good. Um, yeah, I think for me, just because it's so heartbreaking to see, I mean, the whole episode is rough, but like the end really hit me where his dad could have broken the cycle and something happened. Like, mm-hmm. I just think like, it's almost like goes back to what Nikki said in the truck where it's like, if you watch your life back yeah. the other way, like, why did you get to this place? Because we already know what happened to Jack's dad. He right. died alone with Rebecca there. like. Right. Randomly with Kate, like mm-hmm. with no relationship with Jack. Like, right. so I just really liked that whole hospital scene where it was like, this is what could have been. And yeah. it's so sad. And then you see all those, all the babies born on October 18th. Or, yeah. October 18th. Right. Yep. Like, and you realize like one, two minutes later and Nikki, this would not have happened to Nikki. Yeah. And that's something I think the show does really well where it's like, these circumstances have led to this like, and they've done it, they've done it forever, you know, but this is kind of like that reveal in the first episode or like, you know, the whole leading up like the bat, the smoke detector batteries, the crock pot, the rag being there, that whole montage of like what led to that fire. This show does it so impeccably well. Yep. Like like, I enjoy that. Every single moment in your life adds up to, yeah, you know, the this show really makes me like think like it makes me think so like introspectively about it's like very meta <laughs> yeah it is very meta like I don't know that's why yeah. I always laugh when people are like it's a mom show because it kind of is but like it's so much more than that yeah it's it's very thought-provoking yeah so. um tear tracker for you I cried twice okay um so I cried when like I said, like when Robinson held Jack's yeah. face, like we've seen Jack do for Randall so many times. And then I cried a second time um, in that draft scene when Nikki's birthday is the fifth number called. Yeah. Rough stuff. Mm-hmm. I again like i i would love to tell you how many times i actually cried but i literally just like never stopped like it was like <laughs> awful like yeah it's a mess uh-huh. um what about a pop culture pick for you do you have one yes so my pop culture pick is actually it's a book they made it into a movie um it's based on a true story and the book was written like as a memoir so um it was it's the book, The Greatest Beer Run Ever, and it was written by John Chick Donahue in J.T. Malloy. Um, and basically, Chick Donahue goes to Vietnam. He's like a, he was a vet and then a merchant. Um, so like his job is like a merchant, like he would just take like supplies over to other countries all the time. And so he like hopped on a ship deciding that he needed to take um a bunch of the the boys and men that he grew up with um American beer and the whole memoir is about like his story of like traveling all over Vietnam delivering like Budweiser to um 
all these men that are over there in Vietnam who haven't had like like a real beer in a long time um and he's only there like a few days but the whole like book is just about that it's really good um the movie I think it's out I haven't watched it yet but it does have Zac Efron playing Chick Donahue in it um I'm sure it'd be really good uh but yeah it's like a little bit more of a light-hearted story about Vietnam but it's still like really educational I guess and like you can learn from it but it's less like devastatingly sad (laughs) so so is it so he was in the war originally yeah so he was like he was in Vietnam and then he got out and then afterwards he like became a merchant okay got it yeah so he wasn't it it sounded good the movie looked good yeah yeah so so I I enjoyed it. I think it's like the book has like pictures in it too. So you get yeah. But it's like one of those like you feel like less because Vietnam, like if I wanted to give you something sad, I would have like told you to read or watch uh We Were Soldiers. Um but that's do me a favor, don't ever watch that movie. (laughs) Um, but that's but I just like that this one's like a little bit more lighthearted. I mean, nothing about Vietnam, in my opinion, is like lighthearted. But this one's yeah. like a less sad story, you know? Right. Yeah. Um. So my pick, kind of keeping with Vietnam, but not like completely. But actually, the draft thing totally um triggered my memory. Um. I want to recommend the movie Girl Interrupted. Have you ever seen it? No, I haven't. Um, it stars Winona Ryder and, um, oh my gosh, Angelina Jolie, um, the girl from Handmaid's Tale is in it, Elizabeth Moss, that's her name. Mm-hmm. Um, Brittany Murphy is in it, a bunch of people, but it's about this girl who goes to a mental inpatient facility. Um, but what made me think about it is Jared Leto is in it and mm-hmm. she is talking to him at the beginning of the movie. It's like the late sixties and they're sitting at this, um, at this mental facility and the draft is on the TV and she goes, Oh my God. And they said, what? And she's like, a guy I know just got drafted. She like asked him his birthday when they were like hooking up basically. And she's like watching the TV and just like randomly has this thought. And I just think it's a very real moment. The movie has absolutely nothing to do with Vietnam, really. But that moment, it just, like, triggered my brain. Yeah. Um, but I, I, the movie is amazing. It is it is a very long movie. I think it could use some editing. But it's it's kind of a thriller slash, I mean, not going to lie, guys, it's pretty depressing. But, like, <laughs> this is a pretty depressing episode. So yeah. getting right in. Um, but it's a really good movie, so everybody should watch it. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, did so you have for more heavy, depressing episodes like this one? Because it's never going to end. Yeah, this one is like one of the, I would say one of the worst. So I think this one is one of the worst. And I think it is. There's like I, no light moments in this whole no, episode. No, you know? I think, I think we don't have a bunch of these that are just Vietnam. Like just Jack right. in Vietnam. Like I think this was like very heavy to set up the story. Mm-hmm this like storyline because I think we still have we have flashbacks but it's not a whole episode dedicated to Vietnam this one was rough right yeah so agreed anything else Sage 
Nope, I think that's it. Um, everybody, if you would like to write in about anything about, I mean, like anything about this episode, anything about the season, um, we'd love to hear from you. Um, you can write to us at this too much pod at gmail.com mm-hmm. or slide into our DMs at this too much pod. Almost forgot the last part, but our DMs on Instagram at this too much pod. And if you want to be an unpaid intern and come be unpaid with us as hosts, please feel free to send us your resume. <laughs> this is an ongoing joke, but also not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's all I have to say is yes. Applause. Yes. All right. Well, thank you for listening to this downer of an episode, but important. Yeah. Um, this was us. This was us. Bye. Bye.